Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene, Economic Indicators, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Well, we've had the NFIB numbers out for a couple of hours. We told you about that at 93.6 for the month, up from 92.6 a month ago. The next numbers come out at 10 a.m., wholesale inventories, trade-related, not a major indicator. And then at 10, also, jolts, the job openings numbers. They're two months old. They're from March, but they are followed on Wall Street because they give us an indication of, like, how much, uh, how, how many openings there are out there and what kind of pressures there are. There's also a quit index in that, Tom that people follow, uh, the more people who are quitting and yeah. feel like it, the, the economy well, is better. To summarize all this mumbo-jumbo, Mike Forrest, when I look at Jolt's job opening, does that skew to the count of the jobs report we saw the other day, or does it skew towards wage increases and hours increased? What's the trend there? Well, it would uh, relate more to what's available out there because it doesn't it doesn't uh, suggest to you um, how hard it is to well it may it may show you that that it's hard to fill the jobs but we don't know the makeup of the jobs so now, Lindsay Pieggs are with us uh with Stifel Nicholas she joins us now Lindsay good morning um within the minutia that Mike just talked about what is the key labor dynamic of this nation that you see right now Well, right now we are seeing positive job creation. That's the good news. We've seen nearly 70 consecutive months of positive non-farm payrolls, but the pace of hiring remains insufficient to spark wage pressures at this point. Now, we did see some nice upward momentum at the end of last year, up to about 2.6%, but since then we've seen that momentum in wages wane back down to that trend pace of just about 2%, that's been established since the end of the Great Recession. So really the key when we're looking at the labor market is waiting for upward momentum in additional wages or income for the average worker. Well, we we are seeing average hourly earnings rise. We are seeing wages rise. There does seem to be some pressure building in those areas. I think there are some, uh, there are some early indications that wages are picking up, but the trend really – it gives me no sense of discernible directional momentum one way or the other. Again, we've seen this type of outsized increase at the beginning of the year. We saw this in 2014, but we're right back down in line yeah. near that trend rate. So I really want to see more momentum before I get behind the idea that wages okay. are uh, increasing. But then the money question, Lindsay, and you're very good at this, is is it, all, is it an all-in, one-nation macro analysis, or is Lindsay Piegza doing a bimodal to America's analysis, whereas Bill Dunkelberg just said, you can't find workers, and yet a lot of other people are saying we've got millions unemployed. Which analysis do you use? No, I, I think we need to break it down. And uh, to to the point that wages, wages are rising, we are seeing upward wage pressure in particular areas of the economy where specific skills are in high demand but in low supply. So we talk to employers around the country, and they're looking for individuals with skills around IT, engineering, craft labor, accounting. But a lot of the individuals that are seeking employment don't necessarily have those skills to fill the job vacancies. So 
So again, we really have to break this down and look at uh, look at it across sectors. Again, where some sectors are faring much better, others uh, still well under pressure. The Federal Reserve is considering whether to raise interest rates uh, in June, in July, in September. Does does it really matter whether they do or not? Oh, it certainly does. It, it signals a, a level of confidence and a level of expectations for where policymakers see the economy going. Uh, so that's first and foremost. It's really going to drive the expectations for underlying growth. In terms of reality, uh, when an economy is growing, struggling to grow, I should say, at this stagnant 2% pace, a 25 basis point increase may not seem like a lot, but I think in this fragile state, it'll feel a lot more like 100 basis points or maybe 150 basis points. And so when really we have this type of weak, fragile fundamentals, further removal of accommodation will be a net drag on top-line growth. Lindsay, thank you so much. Lindsay Piegza joins us uh, from Stiffel Nicholas. Greatly appreciated a quick visit this morning as we look at uh, the trends. Out in that, what, what Mike, Neil uh, Dutta. Uh, out in Chicago where yeah. the Cubs are just tearing things up. Yeah, they are. Neil Dutta uh, with labor power, which I thought was a very interesting phrase, suggesting we may see labor power. Uh, Mike, it is 7,071 miles. 70, 71 miles. The President of the United States will travel to Hiroshima. If you are of a certain vintage, that is quite a release from the White House. Yeah, he'll be uh, the first sitting president to visit uh, Hiroshima and uh, for all the symbolism that brings forward. He's also going to Vietnam. Now, Bill Clinton went to Vietnam, but uh, it is going to be a very interesting uh, trip. Just amazing. John Dower of MIT, of course, with a definitive book uh, on how Japan adapted out of uh, World War II. What an honor it was years ago to interview him uh, for Bloomberg uh, from Tokyo. That was really something. The president to travel to Hiroshima, that is uh, really something across the span of our lives uh, to see that. Uh, futures up 12. Uh, earlier, we gave it back. We got a little bit of a bid going on now, up 8. Down futures up 63. Uh, the yen, speaking of the president's travels, a weaker yen. Mr. Abe, no doubt, wanting to drive it from 109 out to 120 to be sure the president uh, can buy a kimono for Mrs. Obama uh, and uh, do it right in Japan. We'll see if we get a weaker yen. We certainly get it over the last six days, Michael. Uh, oil churning flat. Gold really giving it up the last couple of days. James Steele at HSBC really reaffirming that with a vengeance, the Indians and uh, Chinese will come in and buy gold given the right price. There's a real bid underneath the gold due to just intrinsic demand from India and China. Again, futures up seven, Dow futures up 57. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Mount Kisco Volvo. Visit MountKiscoVolvo.com. Here's Michael Barr with the latest news headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Voters head to the polls for primaries in West Virginia and Nebraska today. It comes as a new poll shows a close race in three battleground states. The Quinnipiac University poll shows presumptive Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump has 43% in Ohio to Democratic frontrunner Hillary Clinton at 39%. In Florida and Pennsylvania, Clinton has 43% to Trump at 42%. A move to impeach Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff is back on track after the head of the lower house reversed a decision 
that have threatened to bring even more drama to the entire impeachment process. Yesterday, he had called to annul impeachment sessions in the lower house. The Brazilian Senate will vote tomorrow on whether to put Rousseff on trial. Rousseff is charged with illegally using state banks to plug a hole in the budget. A strong series of violent storms in the plains that killed at least two people in Oklahoma are heading for parts of the Ohio and Tennessee valleys today. Garvin County Sheriff Larry Rhodes talked about the deadly twisters. You know, a disaster like this, uh, just one loss of life is, is too many. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I hate to see uh, my residents affected this way. Uh, we've had a lot of people uh, suffering uh, a loss. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike Tom. Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stashen. Thanks, Mike. The legend of Steph Curry continues to grow, about to win a second straight MVP. In a surprise, he returned from his knee injury, came off the bench at the time. His team trailed 16-2. to Curry then scored 40 points, including 17 in overtime, something no player has ever done in any regular or postseason overtime. Golden State 132, Portland 125. Curry added nine rebounds, eight assists. And Golden State still without back-to-back losses all year and up 3-1 in the series. Miami and Toronto tied 2-2 after their third overtime game in the series. The Heat won 94-87. Overtime in Nashville, Predators 4-3 over San Jose, where they now go for a Game 7 tomorrow. Dallas won 3-2 at St. Louis. They'll have Game 7 tomorrow as well. First to four at Dodger Stadium. Mets back first time since winning last year's playoff series. They won 4-2 as Steven Matz hurled six strong innings to go to 5-1. and one. The Mets stay half game ahead of Washington who beat Detroit with a home run in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees trying to climb out of their last place hole. They made it 3-4 of four on the homestand. They beat Kansas City 6-3 to three with five solo home runs. Brian McCann in the first inning, Carlos Beltran in the second, and again in the third after Brett Gardner and Aaron Hicks went back-to-back. Aroldis Chapman in his 100-mile-an-hour fastball finished up. He made his Yankee debut, having served a suspension for domestic violence. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stanton. John, thanks so much. Appreciate that. Futures up six, Dow futures up 50. If Michael with the sports update, we can talk about tonight's big game. Mike likes the Washington Capitals with Abby Joseph Cohen, and I am rooting for the Pittsburgh Penguins. What we know is there will be three giants on the ice, Ovechkin, Crosby, and, and Malkin. It'll be very cool. And Braden Holtby. Put him the goalie has been he's very playing. good. So, anyway, tomorrow morning, one of us will be very happy. Yeah. One of us will not. Well, it's fun. It's what we expected. All Six right. games, seven games out of, for those of you worldwide, just the most interesting of hockey attorneys, uh, the Stanley Cup of Canada and the United States. Futures up seven. Dow Futures up 59. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance. The sports report was brought, the sports report was brought to you by Land Rover Parsippany. The spring sales event is happening now. Visit LandRoverParsippany.com. Land Rover. Above and beyond.